What's going on, y'all? It's your boy JT007 coming at y'all with another episode on Hold On Let Me Finish. Today we have part two coming at y'all for We All Need Some Basketball. If you all remember, this is the episode I had my man Dart on, Coach Wide. <laughs> he came and joined the show. We discussed the last dance. We discussed top five players in the NBA. Um, we also discussed if we think the NBA should return or not, which we see they have returned. Uh, we discussed John Morant versus Zion as far as their futures, rookie of the year, all that stuff. Um, and on this episode, and where we kind of left off on the last episode too before I move on, we kind of left off on a little teaser where he was talking about a, a story that he had of an NBA player, and that's where we're going to start this episode at. But on this episode, we're going to be discussing fringe Hall of Famers. We're going to be discussing who has the better future between the Pelicans and the Grizzlies. Um, continuing on some of that jive versus Zion debate. And we're going to also talk about Chris Webber, um, who is also in that fringe Hall of Famer talk right now since he's not in the Hall of Fame yet. Uh, the fringe Hall of Famers we were actually discussing is Antoine Jameson and Sean Marion. The conversation kind of went on and kind of spilled over into Chris Webber. Uh, <laughs> his whole pro- his whole reasoning for bringing up this whole topic in the first place is because of Chris Webber. <laughs> if anybody knows Dart, you know he's a huge Michigan fan, huge Chris Webber fan. So that's where this kind of conversation uh, stemmed from. But it's a great conversation. Make sure you sit back and enjoy. Like I said, we're going to talk about the Pelicans and the Grizzlies, who has the better future. Friends Hall of Famers. And the conversation just kind of goes on from there, man. Welcome back. The league is back. NBA is back. So we back. We all need some basketball. Part two. Hold on. Let me finish. 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 So when he was with the Clippers, he's playing with Eric, one of the dudes I coach. I'm not name dropping to be name dropping, but anyway, so you might as well keep name dropping. You uh, played against Stephon Marbury, like I'm not, I'm not doing all, that. I'm not doing all that. Up. I'm not doing all that right now. But anyway, um, so so EJ comes home, we get to talking to him and stuff, and Brian Cook. When he played for the Lakers, foul Eric real hard, like real hard. And Z-Bow this when he's on the Clippers, when, he on, right? when they was both on the Clippers, and Zebo let him know, "Hey man, I know where you live, and you foul like that again, I'm gonna beat your ass in your yard." Like, and Brian Cook looks at him like, "Oh, this dude is real." <laughs> so, like, like Zebo's about that life, like. So I'm saying, so this this Grizzly team doesn't have that on their roster. You know what I'm saying? And then I just saw a whole damn near first 48 about Tony Allen getting into it with some cats from from Chicago where he couldn't come home. Because that, that – so it, they had different type of dudes on their roster, man. Like Tony Tony Allen beat up O.J. Mayo. He owed him some money. <laughs> did you did you read yeah. that? He, yeah. he whooped him on the team playing. So this particular Grizzly team, they ain't got Ooh. that. Jaren, as as much as I love Jaron Jackson in this game, he went to Park Tudor. He ain't smacking nobody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, but even this is a different NBA though. Still, like we still dwelling on the fight from last year with Chris Paul and CP3. I mean, 
CP3 and Rondo and Ingram, that whole fiasco. And even still, those are older players outside of Ingram. He was just sticking up for Rondo. But, like, outside of that, there really hasn't been, like, a fight or anything like that since then. So, I mean, it's a different NBA. And you don't need the – I'm not saying you need the fight, but at the end of the day, you need every, – every team needs a, a tough guy. Not necessarily – I'm gonna go out here and fight you. No, I get but what you're let saying, you know, like, yo, like you not you're not gonna be pushing us around. You may beat us, but you gonna know we was here. You know what I'm saying? That's what made the Pistons so good in the in the two thousands. I'm not even talking about the eight the eighties and nineties Pistons. I mean, but Ben Wallace was like, yo, like, you not gonna push us around. And that's what made that Grizzlies team so good. You not go you not go push us around. You go beat us, but we'll beat you up. And I feel and, like but I feel like they got that same energy. They don't necessarily have that designated player that you see that that mentality in. But as a team, they do like just it's like a us against the world mentality. Just like I said with the Igudala thing, like they called him out. You know what I'm saying? Like and then when he left, they praise it again even more. So like, all right, good, he gone. Now we got to really rock out. Like nobody expected this team to be in the playoffs. Similar to OKC, nobody expected him to be in the playoffs. So like. For me, I feel like they still embody but, that grindhouse mentality but for OKC, with different players. But OKC, that guy on that team is Chris Paul. Is their Chris Paul is Chris Paul is their dog. Chris Paul is gold. He you not go punk Chris Paul. He's a small dude on the court. Stephen Adams too. And he ain't but still. But, I mean yeah. I, you but Stephen Adams was on the team last year. I bet ask Stephen Adams who's having more, is he having more fun this year. Than he did last year. I'm sure he's having more and, fun. And what you it's think he goes Yeah, I'm sure he's having more fun. <laughs> he ain't gotta have ball hogging ass Westbrook on the team. So, or, board hogging Westbrook or nine showing up playoff peak. Yeah, that too. I mean, I just feel like it's not Jaza. Jaza a huge part in that wheel that's that's driving the Grizzlies forward. Don't get me wrong, but he's not the only thing. So don't ever get that confused. Is what I feel like. Like. Jaron Jackson's been balling. No, he's Randy not. The, Clark's been he's balling. Not, he's he's not definitely the, all rookie first team. No, he's player. not the only thing, but he's the main thing. You 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 remove him, then you're gonna have issues. I mean, yeah, if you, that's the point guard. If you remove if you remove any of the top three four Pelicans, they're still gonna be able to exist. They're still gonna be able to move on. They I'm may not really be. Not. Why not? That's what's been happening all year. They ain't all been hurt at one time. They've all been hurt throughout the season. Yeah, individually. And that's right. what I'm saying. So every time you remove but, one, they no, ain't no, been but, good but, enough. But that means it was always too hurt because you I remember Zion didn't play like the first 40 games. So Zion and Ingram, Zion and Holiday, Zion and you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm saying you just remove the one guy, not both of them. Yeah, I mean – that makes sense. I mean, when you look at it that way, I wouldn't necessarily count in Zion because it was at the beginning of the season. So, I but you just but it. you said if he played at the beginning of the season, they of course. I mean, once we seen him though, I mean, like you know, like I would say that I was saying that at the beginning of the season anyway because I mean, based on what we seen on preseason, it was already like he ready to go. But once we seen him at that point, it was like if he would have played this whole season, it was clear because he was just coming off a knee injury too. It wasn't like he just came back healthy. Like, I mean, he was just. Healthy, I guess you could be, but I feel like now, that's what I'm saying. Even your point of saying the three week thing, I feel like now coming back, it's going to be a different Zion than what we've seen before. All the laboring we've seen, I don't think we're going to see as much as that. What? But what if he ain't been working out? No, I mean you know that's a problem. That would tell us a lot, to be honest. Like 
now is your time where you got all this time off. You may not have all the excess you want, but you can always go outside and run in your backyard. I know you got a nice backyard. Because, you know, New Orleans has some of the best food places in the world. I don't think he's even in New Orleans right now. So, you ask me. Even if he's not, say he's in South Carolina, he's at the crib. I mean, and plus he's about to get jammed up with the NCAA anyway, so. He gonna he's get out of that. He's got, he's got, he's got to answer those questions. He's already out of there. He's already out he's of the he's league. He's gonna answer those it questions. It don't matter. I mean, but no, it'll just, it'll just bring some tarnish to your storied college program. Well, you know. Hey. Welcome that's, to that's, the club. I was about to say, it's, it's, the com- it's common now. If you're not cheating, you ain't trying. Right now, anyway, shit. Coach K out here like shit. All y'all motherfuckers getting these one and dones anyway. Let me get my shine on. Get my shit. Oh, and don't win it, though. Yeah, that's what I'm about to say. I think Coach K <laughs> may need to go back to the four-year guys. But don't win it, though. He won it, he won it with, with, the, just, he won it with the bus Okafer. That's for another day, y'all. I ain't even going to get into that. Um, and I, you know what? And I'll tell you that. Back. I, I can't believe you, you know said what? that. You know what? O- Okafer, he's been in a bad situation. I'm not going to call him a bus. Because Thank you. Because my little cousin played high school ball with him, and that's his guy. And he may actually And you can't call us. him a bus unless you call him Greg Oden a bus. Greg, I, Greg Oden. You, Greg Oden is not a, a bus. Greg Oden is not a bus because he got hurt. We had a whole conversation this about this. Indianapolis bias, y'all. It is not. I don't think Sam Bowie is a bust. So, no, it's not Indianapolis bias. I don't. I feel like if you. if And if Brandon Ingram, would if he stays healthy. And doesn't produce, then he'll be a bust. And I told you several times, Brandon Ingram was only on bust level because he was hurt, and that's what everyone thinks. I wouldn't have thought Brandon Ingram was a bust if he stayed hurt. You can't help it. You can't help it. I, I think cats like Anthony, what's the dude? The Anthony, one Bennett. Anthony Bennett. He's a bust. Kwame Brown is a bust. Uh, Michael Oliver Candy is a bust. Eddie Curry. He's a bust. Those dudes are busts. But when you get hurt, nah, man. Eddie and Eddie, Eddie Curry might be a thief because he, <laughs> he stayed. He stayed. He stayed, stayed hurt. He money. stayed. He stayed getting money. He, he probably should have showed up to the arena with a ski mask on. Like now, everybody wearing masks. He probably should have been wearing a mask. <laughs> Was Christian Leitner a bust? Yep. Oh, okay. Yep, I disagree. But you how know. do you how do you not like what do you, like? I mean, you're the number three pick in the draft. He made an all star team. You he made one all star team. Hey, if you're gonna say that Greg Oden's not a bust, I'm I'm gonna go the number one pick in the draft. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go as far. Chris Langley's not a bust. First, I'm gonna go as and I probably have never I've never said this. I'm Greg Oden was picked over Kevin Durant for y'all that don't remember. And never lived up to it. And he just it, said Christian Leighton was the number three pick, who was an all-star selection one time in his career. And he I, averaged 20 points in his career. Not yeah. oh, not overall. Not overall. Yeah, don't, not don't overall. Do Sorry. Don't do that. In a season, he's averaged 20 points before. But he and was. he's a bust. But, he, but again, Christian Leitner, for another episode, is arguably the greatest college basketball player to ever walk the planet. I did watch the Christian Leighton. So, crazy. so if you're gonna have, if you're gonna do what he did at Duke, that has to, that has to translate. That's supposed to translate to the league, and it didn't. I mean, that's all right. Let's it, leave that and for the that next episode. But what I was gonna say, since you mentioned Christian Leighton being a bust as a three pick, I was gonna say that I've never spoken these words. But I would go as far as to say my man Juwan Howard was a bust. He was the fourth pick in the draft. Oh, he definitely he, was a bust. And he made one all-star team. He definitely. He was just a, li- a well-liked he, player. He, he made a person, one, but period. He, but he made an all-star team. 
His numbers do not but show. He made an All Star team. What was his numbers that season? I don't know. He still made the All Star team. That's what I'm saying. He I, made, and not, he in fact, probably I, averaged like twelve. In fact, I want to say he made the All Star team the same year Christian Leitner did. I think it was a 1996 All Star team. Yeah. Matter of fact, let me look that up. Real I'm, swift. I'm almost certain. And Juwan was the first $100 million man that the Heat offered him. He stole some money. Hey, man. He may have stole some money, but he's uh, put it, you know. Trying to see what year. It's 96. So he definitely was an all-star. He made the all-star team in 96. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So he had a good year that season. Okay, I mean, that's that's a little surprising. I would still say he was a bust for what he was, but he was a nice I mean, I don't know. See, it's, it's tough calling players bust. Um, it's not tough if you want to say if you people are supposed to do what they supposed to do, man. They don't I do mean, it. yeah, but in certain in certain circumstances, Juwan was the fifth pick in the draft. Yeah, but like coming into college, like he was highly touted. Yeah, going to the league, highly touted. Like no different than Chris Webber. So like I don't know, I just yeah, a little I different. Can't give him. I mean, Chris Webber was the best player in their class, but I feel they like, looked at one like. And how like he was the second best player. He like the fourth because Ben Robinson's right behind Chris Webber, so I feel you. Yeah, I mean at that time watching the Fat Five documentary, especially they they love Juan Howard. No, Juwan's a good dude. Um. So yeah, I mean, uh, lastly, to wrap this up, who do you think will have the better team five years from now? So like five years from now, if you had to put. All your money in one basket between the Pelicans and the Memphis Grizzlies. Who are you putting all your money into? Who are you investing stock into? It pains me to say this, but I'm going to go with the New Orleans Blue Devils. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking the Pelicans just based off their roster. And Alvin Gentry's a pretty good coach. I don't even know. I don't even know who the Grizzlies coach is. Yeah, um, um, I don't either. So, <laughs> so I'm a ride with Alvin Gentry. Um, I've seen his work. I think his name's Taylor. Um, so I I would go with with them even if I don't see. I mean, I hate to say it, but Zion's body type doesn't. It, it it's not serviceable to keep him healthy. Um, it, it's just not like if you look at anyone in the history of the league that's built like him. First of all, no one's built exactly like him. But if you find some, you can find other body types like a Larry Johnson, like I mentioned, with his back going out. Hank Gathers had a bad heart. He didn't make it to the league. Well, Barkley. Uh, Barkley, but Barkley, his weight fluctuated so bad by the time. But like, if you don't, if you didn't see Barkley in Philadelphia, and like the first two years in in Phoenix. You gonna think he's this fat ass that couldn't ball? Cause in Houston he was shit ball. By the time he got to Houston in '97, he was like, "I'm eating everything in sight. I'm just gonna be big." And now you see the dude you see on TV. He'll he'll give you 25, but I mean, even coming into the league, he, I mean, he was a round mound and rebound. So it's like those, and he, you know, he had so he started getting hurt later on in his career. So his body type isn't conducive to. To play eighty-two, now he can change it, I guess, or they could do load management like they're doing these days, which is fine. I'm not one of them get off my lawn dudes who like they shouldn't. They gotta play eighty-two. At the end of the day, like if I could, if I could find a job that's gonna pay me a hundred percent of my income and let me work 
60% of the time, I'm going to take that shit. At the end of the day, like, I'm not mad at Kawhi for getting $18 million for playing six games. They they let him do it. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Like, I would love to go to work and be like, yo, you know what, boss? Um, my, I got carpal tunnel. It hurts. Like, I'm, I need to work. I can only work Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And you going to pay me 100% of my money? You going to pay me for five days and I'm only working three? Ah, oh, let me get that all day. So, yeah. So, if Zion can fix his body, then I, I'm going with the Grizzlies. I mean, with the Pelicans all day. Just based off their roster. I mean, I think what you said to start that kind of hit the nail on the head as far as we've never seen a body type like Zion. And so, I feel like, you know, the perspective is, and outside looking in, is, yeah, you got to lose weight, you got to do this, you got to do that, but... At the same time, we've never seen that before. So, I mean, who's to say that he that's not something he can maintain? Um, I think he I think it definitely is best for his career to lose to shed a little bit. But um, and to answer the question initially, I think the Pelicans definitely will have the, the better team five years from now um, just because of who they already have on the roster, like you said, and plus of who they potentially can get with. Uh, I don't see Drew Holiday being there longer than next season um, at most. Uh, Lonzo's finally starting to come on. Um, at this point, I know they're looking to give the ball strictly to Lonzo, let him create at this point, and Drew kind of uh, takes into that if he stays on the roster being an undersized two-guard. Um, I think long-term, the Pelicans have the best team, but I wouldn't sleep on Memphis just because of the way, and I and I also, uh, to go back to the Pelicans, I think David Griffin being the GM is a huge, huge piece that they have to uh, play with as well, as well as their draft capital right now. Uh, Memphis has a good draft capital too, but I think they're in a tougher market to sell. And then, um, but at the same time, like I said, even going back to the grind time, the grindhouse years, their team was never one that you thought like, oh yeah, they're going to be the ones in the Western Conference Finals, and that happened. And so, I think it's kind of tough to really tell who would be the better team, but I'm going to have to lean toward the Pelicans just because, like I said, who's on the roster right now um, and what they can do in the future with their flexibility that they have. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and go with the Pelicans too as well. Uh, Friends Hall of Famers. Um, one of the things we talk about a lot of times uh, when we have these conversations on who are, who are the best players uh, from previous uh, times to now, um, and one of the things he wanted to touch on was Sean Marion and Antoine Jameson. Are they Hall of Famers? Now, if you if you heard anything, if you if you don't take anything out of this podcast that D'Artagnan Wide has talked about, understand that my love for Macy Edward Christopher Weber the third. He is by far my favorite basketball player to ever walk the planet. Probably 90% of the of that, about 90% of the reason that he is my favorite player is because he went to University of Michigan, and I have a crazy love for the University of Michigan. That's a whole nother topic. So, Chris Weber is a five-time All-Star, one-time first-team All-NBA, another-time third-team All-NBA, won a rebounding title, averaged 29.8 if you round up to 10, and five assists. There are five players in the planet who have ever averaged 20, 10, and 5. Four of them are in the Hall of Fame. Well, three of them are in the Hall of Fame, and Kevin Garnett's on his way. Chris Webber is the only one in that category who is not in the Hall of Fame. So, 
I say, if Sean Marion and Antoine Jameson feel like they're Hall of Famers, they need to shut the fuck up and <laughs> talk to Chris Webber. Because Chris Webber needs to be in the Hall of Fame before both those cats. Because it's the, it's the NBA Hall. And I think what people tend to forget, it's the Basketball Hall of Fame. It is not the NBA Hall of Fame. It's not like the NFL. So we're talking about the totality of your basketball career. Everything you've done up until this point. That's why if someone was to get on this podcast or someone was to call call Josh and be like, yo, Josh, Christian Leitner's Hall of Famer. I am not going to tell them that they're lying because Christian Leitner has a body of basketball work that is Hall of Fame worthy. So does Bobby Hurley. We had that so does, so does Grant Hill, who's in the Hall of Fame. And J.J. Reddick. And I hate Duke. J.J. Reddick, I don't know yet. <laughs> J.J. Reddick, I don't know. And I like, I like J.J. Reddick. He's one of, the, one of the few Duke dudes I've ever cheered for. But I don't. But JJ Reddick has spent a majority of his career in the NBA as a role player and a very important role player. Dudes never miss the playoffs. He's very, very important to the team. But at the end of the day, if we put in role players because that's what Sean Marion is, that's what Antoine Jameson is. If we put in role players in the Hall of Fame. Fucking Robert Ory needs his own wing. Robert Ory needs to be. If we're gonna put, if if you, if Sean Marion and Antoine Jameson think they're Hall of Famers. They need to go call Robert Ory right now and apologize. Robert Ory should be in the Hall of Fame way before those dudes. Big shot Bob with his seven points a game and four rebounds and three assists should be in the Hall of Fame just based on like seven shots he made. He made shots to beat the Knicks when he was in Houston. He made shots to beat the Pistons when he was in San Antonio. And he made shots to save the Lakers' first three-peat. So... If any, if any role players in the Hall of Fame, let's put him in the Hall, Robert Ory in the Hall, Steve Kerr in the Hall, John Paxson in the Hall, before Sean Marion and fucking Antoine Jameson. John Marion made a couple all-star teams, but Phoenix never got past the Western Conference semifinals. They may have got to the Western Conference finals once if I did some research. But other than that, dude, you're you're not a Hall of Famer. Especially if, especially if Chris Webber's not in the Hall of Fame. Like... Straight up. Mm. Okay. So, while he was doing all that talking, I spent some time going ahead and looking up some stats here. Um, now, for the record, I feel like Chris Webber's not in the Hall of Fame because of the scandal that went on with the Fab Five. I agree. Um, I think that has plays a huge part, if not the part. I, and then the fact it, that he came out and tried to lie about I it think, and I think put it's the, the blame on somebody else. I think it's the reason. Okay. Um, I mean, and it's, and it's pretty hard to argue with with the numbers. I mean, he he for the career, for his career, he was um, twenty point seven, which we can go ahead and round up to twenty one, uh, twenty one and ten overall for his career, uh, and five assists, like they're like four point eight, four point two, okay. four point two. All right, um, we, my all bad. Right. So I mean, you know, those, those are some fucking great ass numbers, he's, phenomenal he's, numbers. He's the only person that's five time all star. He's the only one that's not in all the fame with those numbers. Everyone who has those numbers are in the Hall of Fame. Well, you know, and and like you said, it's the Basketball Hall of Fame for a reason. I feel like some of the stuff from college followed him to the to the NBA, unfortunately. But even if you look at his college, two, he went to the National Championship game twice. High school, he's high school player of the year, won a state championship. Like, at the end of the day, yeah, he took some money. Who doesn't take money? I, get, I understand the whole scandal. I'm not shitting on that. I'm not saying it didn't happen. But at the end of the day, if you're putting – if, if you're going to put people of a lesser talent, and then Antoine Jameson 
and Sean Marion were never the best player on their team. If you look at Chris Webber, every team he was on. Have they been on, inducted into the Hall of Fame? No, but they were talking about they, okay. they should. They both, they both was like they should be in. I'm like, dude, you're never even the best player on your team. Like, like when Sacramento was shit ball before Chris Webber got there, and they've been shit since they since he left. Golden State was shit ball before he got there. Well, they weren't shit ball. Let me say that back. I'm talking too crazy. Golden Please. State, before he got there, they did win 50 games. They had run TMC. But Chris took them to the playoffs. Chris leaves. They don't make the playoffs for another 10 years. And then at then they were the eighth seed, and then they beat the, the Mavericks and all that. But, uh, but, but for 10 years, they were shit ball. The Bullets, when Weber left Washington, he took them to the playoffs. When Weber leaves to go to Sacramento, they don't make the playoffs until Gilbert Arena shows up. And by that time, they're the Wizards. So it took him like seven, eight years to get back into the playoffs. So anywhere this dude went, he won games, and he was the best player on the team. I mean, but it sounds like, to me, which goes against his Hall of Fame stature, sounds like he may have been a cancer. He's on a lot of different teams, sir, and it doesn't sound like he's the one that's instructing them to trade him. Well, the year, he only played in Golden State for a year. He and Don Nelson got into it. They didn't get along. Nelly sent him to Washington. Then... In Washington, he got in trouble. He got jammed up with some weed. Um, so Washington sent him to Sacramento when he got jammed up with the weed. Then he stayed in Sacramento, and that's when he flourished. I don't even think he made an all-star team in the Eastern Conference. I could be wrong, but I know. I know. But and but the time in which he was making all-star teams in Sacramento, the power forward position was unquestionably the best position player for player in the NBA, especially in the West. You got to think if he's making all NBAs or all-star teams in the West at the four spot, because they're not necessarily taking the best players. Mm -hmm. They're going position by position. So you got Dirk, you got KG. He made one all-star team in the East. Okay. With Washington. So he made four teams. He made four all-star teams in Sacramento. So you got KG, you got Tim Duncan, you got Dirk, and you got him, and you got an old ass Carl Malone. He's still, Carl Malone's still playing, so it's like he's playing in the in the sexy position. Like when Mike, like back to Jordan, when he was coming up, the two guard was the sexy position. Mm-hmm. You know, you had Mike, you had you know Clyde Drexler, who Mike was shitting on, but Clyde was good. <laughs> you know, Joe Dumars, blah blah. blah. So. Weber was playing in an era where the foreman was the sexy position and doing his thing. And you and Antoine Jameson's a four, and so is Sean Marion. So you want to say that y'all think y'all should get in the hall before Chris? Come on, man, get out of here. Now, um, I will say, Sean, now after watching, uh, I, I think I briefly mentioned this to you, I watched uh, Sean Marion's interview on the Knucklehead podcast with Clint Richardson and Darius Miles. Um, it kind of surprised me how good Sean Marion, I can't say it really surprised me because, I mean, anybody that's played sports um, and is competitive in sports, um, it's hard for you to admit that anybody's better than you, period. Yeah, and, um, and you shouldn't. And Yeah, exactly. So that's why I really can't say it did surprise me, but... It did kind of surprise me how good Sean Marion really thought he was in the NBA. And, I mean, looking at his stats now, you know, he was kind of shitting on Sean a little bit. But uh, for his career, I mean, he's a career 15 points a game, 8.7 assists. I mean, 8.7 boards, uh, 1.9 assists, 1.5 steals. But 
for nine seasons, he averaged 18.4, 10 rebounds, two assists, two steals, uh, and a block and a half. So, I mean, you know. But, but, are, the, but are those statistics better than a Chris Webber's? No, not overall. At, at any time. Like, uh, Weber also won a rebound in title. Yeah, but I mean, we're talking about a small forward here. I'm just, I'm just throwing like, it out. Like, you know, okay. like, this so, is a okay. power forward. A Our, small forward averaging 10 rebounds a game is but, unheard of. But he, and he did it for nine seasons. But he's also he's also 6'9". I mean, Brian's 6'8", <laughs> but he ain't so, averaging 10 a game. So, I mean... Like that's that's really is tough to like, do. Like Ten I'm not a game. like I'm not I'm not shitting on his career. Like Sean Marion's a very good role player. He's just not better than Webb. But like or or people or people like Chris Webber who haven't gotten into the hall. But when you say like role player, I mean, you you could argue Sean Marion was a star player. I wouldn't say he was a role player. Okay, so on the on the Phoenix teams. At that particular time, you got Steve Omar, Nash, you got Steve Amari, Nash, Amari, Amari, and Sean Marion. That's that big three. So, but Sean's the third of that. He's still a star, though. Yeah. And his numbers showed he was a star. Your role player averaging 18 a game, that's a little bit more than a role player at that point. Just like that was like Mo Williams with LeBron. He was he was the Robin to Batman's LeBron. He was averaging 18 a game. And he, and he made the All-Star team. And, right, correct. I'm glad you brought that up. That, that's so, one of the reasons why LeBron could be the GOAT. Right? So, so let he, me, he got Mo Williams in the All-Star game. All right, chill out. Mo Williams, just, Mo Williams he was balling with the Bucks. He didn't make the All-Star team. I don't know. He might have. He I did. Go back he, he made the All-Star team one time. I need to go back and look. No, Mo Williams made it one I'm, time. TJ Ford made it on the, on the Mo, Bucks. TJ Ford was a lottery pick. TJ Ford's good if he doesn't. TJ Ford has a good career if he doesn't break his neck. Yeah, he broke his neck. Oh, God. Uh, all right, so for Antoine Jameson's career, 18.5 points, seven, 7.5 rebounds, two assists, one steal. No. For six, for six seasons, he averaged 21 points, two assists, one steal, and nine boards. And then for five seasons, he did it again. So, 11 seasons total, he averaged about the same numbers. He, again, his numbers are better than Wills. No. And, and to go back to your initial point, I don't think neither two of them, neither one of them are Hall of Famers. I think C-Webb has a case, but I think, like I said, it was the, the, the lot of... I think C-Webb is a Hall of Famer. Let me not Thank gas you. it. He's a Thank Hall of Famer. Thank you. So I wanted it's a lot of the common we, shit. We're done with it. We're we good. It up. We're good. <laughs> we're good. All right, y'all. Well, thanks for listening to Hall of Finish. No, I was just playing. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> all, I, all I needed to hear was you say that a member of the Fab Five is a Hall of Famer. Because all five of them should be in the Hall of Fame, just off the Fab Five. Oh, my gosh. No, 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 no. no, no. The, the, you know how the Dream Team is all in the Hall of Fame? They're, they're in the Hall of Fame as a team. Yeah, but right. not the Fab Five. They Come should on, be in the Hall of Fame. Cause I'll give you maybe Jalen Rose dude, no, 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 and, no, no. and Weber and no, 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 maybe Juan Howard. Dude, I'm not. Because they're all still impactful dude, to the game. I'm not saying they should be in there individually. I'm saying the Fab Five their impact on the, on culture and on basketball is Hall of Fame worthy. Just I think like that Duke team with Christian Wade, Christian Leitner definitely. They, they were grown fucking men. <laughs> They're in that same category. No, they, dude, you you weren't again. You were. Well, how were you in 1991? Three. I wasn't even born yet. You see what I'm saying? So you don't. 92. So you don't even <laughs> So so in '92 when they were freshmen. So when's your birthday? November twenty fourth. So you, so you weren't even born when that Duke team smacked my boys. <laughs> you weren't even born, but those dudes, uh, uh, 
I issue. watched the doc. They helped the Fab Five become the Fab no, Five. No, the Fab Five became the Fab Five in an 87-84 loss to Duke in January when they wore black socks and black shoes. Of course, we were at 27 points, 13 rebounds. So what did I just say? Didn't I so, say they helped them become the Fab Five? But, Goddamn, Dark, you just said it no. again. You just had to say it yourself? I did. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in. Part two, we all need some basketball. Shout out to Eway for the beats.